Hello, what is up, and welcome back to the Fantasy Bros Podcast. Today we are here with episode 6, and we're going to be reviewing some of the Dallas Cowboys free agency moves. Um, this is right before the draft, so the draft hasn't happened yet, but we have made some moves in free agency, and I'm just going to run through them and talk about what I like about them, what I don't like about them, and yeah, let's get into it. So the first move is our biggest move of the entire free agency. It's something that uh, some of us expected. I mean, it was with Dak Prescott. It was either that he's going to get uh, franchise tagged or that he's going to get paid. The latter happened. He got paid four years, $160 million deal, which is a crazy big signing. Like one of the record-breaking contracts right behind Patrick Mahomes' huge contract that he signed with the Chiefs, where he signed his $500 million contract 10 years. But yeah, we got Dak unlock for the next four years um overall not much to say about it i'm glad that we got the deal done because there's been a lot of struggles in getting this deal done with Dak because we weren't really certain about what his price range should be and then also his coming back from injury whether he would come back fully from that or how the injury would affect his play but in the end we paid him 40 million dollars annually and i think it's worth it because Dak is one of those really great QBs in the league right now. He's young. He has a lot of potential. He can scramble. He can pass. And uh, he can just lead the team. And I think he's a, it's a really great move for the team. Uh, personally, of course, I would have liked to sign him for less. Maybe something around the $30 million range annually. But, um, you know, whatever it takes to get a guy of Dak's caliber, that's something that we that we got to take advantage of. Um, so, yeah, that move... Uh, I'll give that one a B plus if we're if we're rating the move. Um, obviously, it's great because we signed him. It would have been an A plus if we signed him for something around thirty million, because uh, we're not we're not too flexible in terms of cap space. But this is the NFL, and in the NFL, the restructuring of contracts happens a lot, and with that, you can create a lot of uh, space in terms of money for free agency. So um, not too big of a deal that we paid him that much. But obviously, it would have been preferred to pay him less than we have more money to sign other free agents and stuff like that. So because of that, I'll give this move a B plus. Um, the, the move itself is an A plus move. Just the money is what makes it a B plus. But yeah, overall, really happy to have Dak Prescott back. Uh, he showed really great things, obviously, in his career in his first couple of years, but also now in um, this past season, at the start of this past season, he was... Um, he was balling out uh, right before his injury. He was leading the league in passing yards, just having a crazy season in terms of passing and in the run game. He was getting TDs with his legs, TDs with his arm, and um, we just need him to replicate that play next season and for the next four years while we have him under contract. So the next move that we have is um, we picked up Keanu Neal from the Atlanta Falcons. Keanu Neal is one of the guys that we picked up from the Falcons, uh, the Cowboys, recently picked up Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator coming from the Falcons. Um, Dan Quinn was a guy that was part of that Legion of Boom with the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, because of that, he has a pretty good track record in the NFL as a coach, especially as a defensive coordinator, and that's something that we, that we should like on our team considering our defense last year, some guy that comes in with experience and someone that can definitely work with our team and get some familiar players back, such as Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal is only 25 years old. The reason that we got him for so cheap is because of his injury. He had um, 
uh, season-ending injury last season, which forced him to sit out the entire year. And um, because of that, we got him for a pretty good price. We got him for one year, $5 million. Um, obviously, a guy this young, you'd like to get him for a couple of years. But given his injury, he's kind of taking this deal as a prove-it type of deal to show that uh, despite the injury, he can still play to the caliber that you would expect of a guy like Keanu Neal. He's a former pro bowler, and um, his positions are strong safety, but also linebacker, specifically weak side linebacker. Uh, for now, the coaches have said that they're going to play him as a weak side linebacker, but I would not be surprised to see him kind of flip-flopping between roles. He like He'll play some snaps at linebacker, he'll play some snaps at at safety and it would be kind of like a Swiss army knife type of guy for us he'll do a lot of things and I think after the first couple of games we'll see where he's the best fit because um the team has a vision for him at linebacker of course which is why we said that we're going to play him there uh, he's just a really great coverage guy and he, he can do great things in the run game run defense but his pro bowl year came when he was a safety so if he's better equipped for that position you know the Cowboys will monitor the first few weeks, monitor our training camp, and kind of see where Keanu Neal is best fit to play on the football field. So yeah, that deal I think is a really great signing. Uh, we got him on a bargain because he's coming off of injury. Him coming off of injury obviously isn't ideal, but overall, uh, it's really great to have a guy as young as Keanu Neal, someone that has shown in the past that he can play even at such a young age. So I'll give this pick an A-. minus. Um, primarily getting points taken off because of his injury but other than that there's nothing not to like about Keanu Neal he's a position of need whether it be safety or linebacker those are both positions that we need on our roster but at the same time we got him for a low price and at a young age so because of that a minus is the grade that I'm going to give our signing of Keanu Neal after this is our second guy that we picked up from the Atlanta Falcons another guy that worked with Dan Quinn closely and is probably one of the bigger reasons that we got him, just guys that want to keep on working with Dan Quinn. This is DeMonte Kazi. Uh, DeMonte Kazi, he is a safety, strong safety, I must say. Um, instead of Keanu Neal can play multiple positions, Kazi is going to slot in at uh, sorry safety for us, and he's probably going to be the starter day one. Um, I'll expect him to line alongside Donovan Wilson. One of them is going to pick up strong safety, one of them is going to pick up free safety. And, um, yeah, Kazi, he's another guy that's been injured. Uh, last season, he was injured. He didn't get to play too much. I think he had about one game in the season that he played until... Uh, actually, sorry, he played four games in the season until he had a season-ending injury. And, um, yeah, he's played cornerback in his career, but now he's a safety. He's 5'11". Uh, and has pretty good length, which is something that we can definitely use. He's not overly tall, but he has great athleticism that we can definitely use on the football field. And um, he's uh, he's uh, coming off of his Achilles injury, which might affect his athleticism. Except he should be uh, he should be a great ball hawk for the team. We signed him on a pretty team friendly deal again, just a one year deal, and another prove it deal that we got, or so another bargain for the team basically you could say and yeah he's coming over from the Atlanta Falcons he's been a regular starter on their team uh, before his injury he, yeah he was a regular starter um, two years ago actually he was a uh, strong safety on the Falcons and he picked up seven interceptions which led the league 
Um, and that's a really great statistic, especially from a safety. You expect cornerbacks to lead in interceptions. But Kazi, two years ago, he was um, he was an interception leader in the NFL. And if he can replicate that on a team like the Cowboys, that would be great. Because the Cowboys, they're known for uh, not getting too many picks, not really being in the in the team leaders, uh, league leaders in terms of turnovers. So if you can get a guy that gets picks and you know couple that with guys that can force fumbles, force sacks, and stuff like that, then we have we have a uh, step in the right direction in terms of defense because. Right now, um, our defense isn't really doing too great. Uh, speaking about last year, because we didn't really get too many turnovers, we didn't pressure the QB, uh, we were letting wide receivers run uh, and just get a ton of yards on us, and we need to limit that with guys like Kazi who can guard, who can be a really great ball hawk in terms of getting picks and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm uh, really excited about this signing. Uh, I will also give this one a A-. minus. Just because he is, again, coming off of that Achilles injury. Um, But, you know, he's a guy coming over from the Atlanta Falcons. He's familiar with Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn's defense, his sets, everything like that. And having that sense of familiarity is good, especially when getting a new guy on the team. Because, obviously, these guys that have been on the Cowboys for a couple years are more comfortable with the team, more comfortable with its plays. When you have new guys coming in... It's harder to get them acclimated to to your environment, to your playbook. And when you have uh, Dan Quinn bringing in a couple of his former players, it it gives them a sense of familiarity and allows for us to create some connections within the team before we even start the season. So moving on, uh, yeah, A- minus for DeMonte Kazi, like I said. He's uh, 27 years old, so he's pretty good in terms of age. Next is our... Uh, our next pickup in terms of uh, safety, I mean uh, secondary, excuse me, and this is Jordan Lewis. He's a cornerback. He's played on our team. He's been on our team for a couple of years, and um, we we gave him a decent amount to come back to the team. We paid him three years and sixteen and a half million. Now, um, Jordan Lewis, he's a guy that's like I said, he's been on our team for a while. And he's been lining up at slot corner for us for these past couple of years. Uh, so Jordan Lewis is a guy that uh, played in Michigan. And we picked him up in the draft in the third round. And he came in and made an immediate impact on the team. He's only 25. And he's got pretty good speed to him, good quickness. And those are all things that you really want in a cornerback. Um, he's not really uh, one of those guys that picks up a lot of interceptions you know four career interceptions in four seasons isn't something that's ideal but you know he defends passes he uh he can stick with the opposing slot wide receiver which is a lot just something that you really want from your guy it would be great to see him pick up a couple of interceptions especially since we are paying him a pretty decent amount considering his um his weakness in terms of getting turnovers forcing turnovers but regardless, I think Jordan Lewis was a good retention for our team because we address one of our cornerback slots. We got uh, essentially two cornerback slots to take care of and then also one uh, one slot cornerback slot. So now we have Trayvon Diggs lining up as one outside corner as a starter and Jordan Lewis lining up as a slot corner. For now, we have Anthony Brown as our next outside cornerback. But um, there's going to be a need that I assume that we're going to uh, 
take care of in the draft because we didn't really pick up another corner outside of Jordan Lewis. But um, yeah, we have uh, we have one more cornerback position that we need to take care of, and if we can do that in the first round, pick up a guy like Patrick Sertan Jr. or J.C. Horn, I think that would be really good for the team. That's a pretty good, solid uh, base of three cornerbacks that we have, and it would definitely be an improvement over what we had last season. So yeah, Jordan Lewis signing, I'm going to give this one a B+. Plus. Uh, just because Jordan Lewis is a guy that's familiar with our system, so we picked him up there. And also, he's um, he's just uh, reliable for our team. Like We know he can come in and put in good minutes, provide good coverage, stuff like that for our team. Uh, he won't make too many mistakes, but he also won't do too many things that are game-changing. Uh, in my previous video where I had the Dallas Cowboys free agency preview, I had a guy like uh, Mike Hilton in mind, who's one of the elite slot cornerbacks in the NFL. Obviously, we paid Dak not too much money in hand, you know, Mike Hilton going elsewhere. Uh, but yeah, we retained Jordan Lewis as a plan B. He's not as good as Mike Hilton in terms of size, talent, tackling, things like that. But uh, Jordan Lewis is a guy that I definitely like in terms of retaining him just because he can. We've seen what he can do, and it's. It's good enough, and I think getting a new coordinator like uh, Dan Quinn, he can uh, maybe even make Jordan Lewis better than he already is in terms of getting interceptions, sticking on to guys when they're when he's in coverage, and yeah, I think we did pay him a decent amount, which is why I'll leave it at a B plus. But he definitely has the skills and the ability to to be worth that deal and even outplay what he's making because he's still young, like I said, and he has that ability to make plays, to be a game changer like he showed in Michigan when he was in college. We just need that to translate now to the NFL. Next uh, position that we uh, signed would be another cornerback in CJ Goodwin. Um, Goodwin, he's been on our team for a little bit. He's uh, providing minutes when we have injuries at cornerback, but overall he's more of a special teams guy. He's actually really great in the special teams, one of our stars in terms of special teams, which you would call a special teams ace. And um, yeah, we signed him for two years, 3.5 million. He's good insurance at the uh, at the position of cornerback in case we do have a lot of injuries because, you know, he's 29, he's experienced, and he can slot in and put good minutes in for the team. And, you know, he just won't be a liability on the field. He can hold his own for sure. And um, signing him for two years is a great thing for our special teams and for our defense special teams is something that we've been um something that we've been emphasizing in the past couple of seasons we've you know we signed a new we signed a new guy a new coordinator for special teams from the rams and he's been thinking up some new plays you know we had that great onside kick last year against the atlanta falcons in that comeback victory and yeah we've just been transforming our special teams unit a little bit and goodwin is a good pick to do that because he's um He's a guy that is just really great in special teams and also provides something of a game in the cornerback position. So it's a it's a good signing for us as you can he play in two positions. He can play in special teams and he can also play at corner. And you know, I'll just give this I'll give this an A. It's not really a big signing. It's just a low key one that kinda helps solidify our team, helps put our team together. Next, uh we have our signing at another safety position, our last secondary position that we signed, 
and this is Jaron Curse. Uh, Curse is a guy that met with the Cowboys and had a workout with them actually, and the Cowboys liked him a decent amount. So what we did is we signed him just after a little bit. Uh, he just had his uh, workout a couple days later. We signed a contract with him. Um, he's a guy that uh, he's he's a guy that hasn't really been a regular starter in his career. But he offers a lot of great things, especially in terms of size. He's six foot four and two hundred fifteen pounds. So at the safety position, there's not really much that's gonna get over the top of him. He's one of those guys that you can play in single high sets, just because of his size, his length, because uh, he won't really allow too much getting over the top of him. And then we can focus on things uh, closer to the ball. And um, yeah, he's uh, pretty great in the tackling game. Hasn't shown too much in terms of interceptions, but he has a really big radius in terms of defending passes and just playing defense in general. And because of that, he's one of those guys that's a good high potential pick for the Dallas Cowboys. He's only 27, which is relatively young. And um, coming over from the Lions, I think he's a he's a guy that we can definitely use in our team and develop him a little bit because uh, having a tall guy like that slot in and play for the team is something that's really beneficial. The next guy that we picked up uh, moving over to the offensive side of the field is Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson is a guy that kind of emerged at, for us last year. Um, we have our uh, set of three wide receivers that we rely on heavily and that is Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup and uh, C.D. Lamb and with those three guys uh, we kind of have a strong base we don't really expect too much out of our other guys like tight ends and other wide receivers but Cedric Wilson came in and he had some really great moments for the team he was pretty reliable especially in third down situations he was showing off his speed and his ability to catch the football and um, also he showed some flashes that he had as a experienced uh, high school football quarterback uh, he had that passing touchdown to Dak Prescott early on in the year. That was one of my favorite highlights of the year. Obviously, wide receiver to quarterback isn't a connection you see. It's usually quarterback to wide receiver. But to see that connection, it was really great. And it showed uh, the versatility that Cedric Wilson has and our ability to use him in so many different ways. And um, retaining him was uh, a good move. You know, we, we got him back for another year, only $2 million, which isn't too much in the NFL. And, um, yeah, he's just great, uh, he's great security in case any of our top three guys get injured or need a break or anything. You you know that Cedric Wilson is the guy that you can rely on when he's on the field. He's not going to be too much worse than the other guys, and he definitely doesn't get dominated by opposing corners. He has enough speed and quickness to hold his own on the football field. Because of that, I'll give this grade an A, because beyond our three top guys, we didn't have too much insurance at the wide receiver position but re-signing Cedric, Cedric Wilson uh, was a good move because now we we know like in case of injury or anything we we have a guy that can that can play the position of wide receiver and play it well the next guy that we re-signed is defensive tackle Antoine Woods uh, Antoine Woods has been a pretty good contributor to the team for a couple years um, but last season he missed a good chunk due to injury and because of that, we had to play guys like Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore more. Those are younger guys. And uh, they actually came in and put in some pretty good minutes for us. They uh, 
they showed flashes of being able to stop the run and even get to the quarterback, and that's all you can hope for from a defensive tackle. But um, re-signing Antoine Woods was a good move because beyond Gallimore and Tristan Hill, we didn't have too much depth. We didn't have too much reliance. Um, just guys that we could rely on. We had a couple of uh, uh, draftees that we had, some young guys that we were looking to develop, but not really guys that we could put on the field now and expect an immediate impact. So getting a guy back like Antoine Woods, who is uh, familiar with our system, has played for us for a couple of years, was a... Uh, just a really great move in my opinion. Um, obviously, we would have hoped to get one of those game-changing defensive tackles that were in free agency, kind of like I talked about last season. But um, yeah, just as a nose tackle, Anton Woods, he can come in, he can be a big body and be pretty good for our team. And we can we can definitely use him uh, next to Neville Gallimore and Tristan Hill. And because of that, I'll give this uh, signing a grade of B give it a B because um, it is good, which pushes him up because it's a position of need for us, a position that we need depth in. But at the same time, uh, we would have liked to get one of those guys that were higher up uh, in terms of defensive line, one of those guys that could really be an effective player for our team on the interior line of our defense. But, you know, Antoine Woods, nothing against him. He is good enough to play uh, at starting nose tackle. So uh, not not too mad about the signing, especially at the price that we got him at. Next is another defensive lineman that we picked up. This one is a defensive end, and it is Brent Urban. Brent Urban is a guy that we picked up from the Bears, and he was a guy that's a veteran, and he provided good minutes for the Bears, just you know doing a lot of great things on the team, nothing too special. But also he was one of those guys that you could just you know he's on the field and he's doing he's doing enough great things he's just doing the little things on the field that you really want out of a player uh brent urban he's one of the really great he's one of the really great players against the run uh just known as a run stopper and that's something that the cowboys really need on the team considering last season what happened to us um uh, what happened to our defense overall we just need one of those guys that can come in and be a effective effective guy against the run and just you know make some plays get tackles behind the line of scrimmage on running backs and yeah because our linebackers were not playing amazingly this past season and because of that we have a pretty big need in terms of trying to stop the run and um brent urban he does that he's experienced so he can provide leadership for our younger guys and at the same time um brent urban is one of those guys that um that you could just play as a as a rotational piece. You probably won't be starting for our team. You know, we got guys like Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence, but when he does fill in for those guys as a sub, he will be providing good minutes for the team. I'm sure of it. Uh, yeah, just all we all we can do is expect them to stop the run and we'll probably use him in those situations where we're expecting a run to come, probably first and second down. Brent Urban could be a really great player for our team third and short stuff like that he'll be a really great situational player for our team we're just gonna employ him whenever we feel like a run is coming and he'll do what he does best because of that I'll give this grade I'll give this signing a grade of a minus I think just getting one of those guys that specializes in an area is good because we know what we're gonna get out of him and uh, we're also getting him at a low price and 
finally he also doubles as a as a veteran mentor for some of our younger guys especially on the d-line we have some young guys on there that could use some just some tips some advice for their careers in the future and brent urban does that next position is offensive tackle we have ty niseki from the Bills. niseki is a guy that played swing tackle uh, for the Buffalo Bills, and we'll do the same for our team. What swing tackle means is that he's going to be the backup uh, tackle, and in case of injury, he can slot in at either tackle position. And um, it's really just great insurance to have at the tackle position, given what happened last year to our team. We had um, injuries to guys like Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith, both of our star starting tackles. And after that, we had to... We had to put in guys like Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele as replacements, and they were, uh, at times, they were just liabilities to the team. Uh, you know, guys, our quarterback, Andy Dalton, and then after that, when we had Garrett Gilbert, Ben DiNucci, they were just getting pressured uh, on almost every snap, and because of that, we couldn't really get any rhythm going on offense, and then uh, combining that with our historically bad defensive team for a stretch of games, that was... Uh, that's just a killer. That's where you can't win any game. So when you get a guy like Ty, he's a reliable veteran in the league. And you know when we have an injury, you can rely on him to hold his own on the side of on his side of the line. And um, yeah, maybe on the team he was starting caliber a couple years ago, which is a a good sign that just shows that he's been a pretty good player in the NFL in his experience in his past. And it just shows that we can. Um, we can rely on him to be a backup to our to our star guys at tackle. Uh, the next one, uh, the next guy that we have is Terrell Basham, and he's a linebacker. This is one of my uh, more favorite signings. We picked him up from the New York Jets. Um, I've seen mixed opinions about the signing of Basham. He is a linebacker, and he's six foot four. Um, I say linebacker, but he's actually an outside linebacker, which means more of the time he's going to line up on the line as an end. And um, yeah, he's 27 years old, which is pretty good. Um, played on the Colts at the start of his career where he didn't pick up too much traction. But last season, he played on the New York Jets. He played in 16 games, starting nine of them. He had um, one defended pass, three forced fumbles, three and a half sacks and 36 tackles, five of them coming for a loss. And the biggest statistic here that I have for Basham is his QB hits. He had 13 quarterback hits, which just shows how close he was in terms of uh, getting sacks, getting even more sacks than he had. Three and a half is a pretty good number for a guy that's not really a regular starter. Starting nine out of 16 games means that he wasn't used as a full-time starter. He was kind of positioned in and maybe towards the end of the season they started giving him more playing time due to him playing well but yeah um he's just a guy that I think has great potential he's pretty young still 27 years old and I think he's a guy that can come in and provide really great backup minutes at a couple of different positions obviously he can uh, slot in as a linebacker that's his main position but also as an outside linebacker what he can do is he can come in as a uh, he can come in as a defensive end and you know rush the QB if he has that many QB hits coupling that with his uh, 
coupling that with his sacks already, that's a really great positive thing for our team. He's just a guy that's relentless and can get after the quarterback and um, not allow the opposing quarterback to kind of get get into a rhythm when they're getting knocked down, when they're getting scared from that side. They're, they're kind of favoring one side. They're always keeping that in the back of their eyes, in the back of their mind. And uh, yeah, he's just one of those guys that can provide really great minutes as a backup for us. And um, I think this signing of Basham was a replacement for Alden Smith, a guy that we've been uh, shown to not um, not want back. We've we've said that we're not really gonna look to sign him back, especially with this signing. It's becoming clear that we're moving on from Alden Smith. So yeah, this Basham signing, I'll give this one an A minus. I like it a lot. Didn't have to pay him too much, and uh, he'll be a good rotational piece. Next we have. Uh, uh, our next wide receiver position, and that is Noah Brown. Noah Brown is um, a guy that's been on our team for a little bit, and he's always had a lot of um, a lot of hype to him, especially in training camp. He's shown a lot of flashes in training camp and preseason as a guy that can really just calm down with everything, and also kind of be just a all, all types of guy. Like all, he excels in a lot of different areas. He can be fast. He's big. He can catch the ball. He's a red zone threat. And that's all stuff that you would really like from a guy. Um, overall, he's a, he's, a, he's a pretty good wide receiver five for our team, slotting in behind Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Cedric Wilson. Uh, just because he, he is a good player, but he can be a bit unreliable in terms of catching, in terms of route running. But um, when his number is called, he, he provides good minutes for the team. And because of that, this is a really great signing because we got him uh, a really cheap deal. And um, yeah, he's just a guy that we can, uh, we can rely on. He can make some big plays. And when we have injuries, we can, get to, we can get to Noah Brown. The next signing is another defensive lineman, defensive end, Carlos Watkins. He's a guy that's coming over from the Houston Texans. Um, he has a one-year deal. He hasn't been uh, one of those guys that's uh, he's not one of those guys that's been really like a superstar in his career or anything like that. But um, he's 27 years old and he offers good size, six foot three and 300 pounds, kind of what you'd expect from the defensive tackle, defensive end position. Um, he can slide in at either defensive tackle or defensive end due to his size, and um, it'll be interesting to see how we use him. He can definitely be developed uh, into a better player than he already is, but for now, he's a pretty good depth piece that we picked up, you know, just for one year, uh, see how he plays, see if he's worth re-signing. So yeah, I like him as a depth piece, uh, as a rotational piece on the D-line. D-line is a position. <laughs> that is going to be often substituted because those guys they work the hardest and they every single snap they gotta fight against the huge offensive tackles offensive guards in the center they just gotta always be relentless and then they're big guys so they get tired quickly and we need to have good subs to replace those types of guys and i think um Car carlos Watkins is a good guy to have as a substitute um the next position is actually at long snapper like I talked about, we've been focusing on special teams for a while. Um, so yeah, uh, at, at Long Snapper for many years, actually 16 seasons, we had LP Ledusa, 
He's been a Pro Bowl guy in terms of uh, the long snapper position, and he's been really a, a great piece for the Dallas Cowboys. But now his age is catching up to him, and we need to we need to move on and we need to go younger. I mean, LP is going to be a Cowboys legend. Um, he he already is a Cowboys legend, but he's going to be a legend for years to come. Through 16 years on one team is just crazy, especially in the NFL with guys moving around so much. And he made the Pro Bowl three times. It's just a really great player for our team. And then the guy that's going to fill his shoes is Jake McQuady. Um, McQuady is a guy that's coming in from the Los Angeles Rams. Um, overall, uh, he's, uh, he's just a guy that can come in and be reliable from the long snapper position. Uh, long snappers don't have too much responsibilities, but you really need them to be on top of the game because you can't give up any points. One missed snap, and that's that could be seven going the other way. So yeah, uh, Jake McQuady, I'll give this uh, I'll give this signing a B just because it's an underrated signing. We don't really need him, but he also comes in and does good things on our team. Uh, the next guy that we signed is Rondell Carter. Rondell Carter is a defensive end and he's played a couple of different positions uh, on the on the NFL on the NFL teams that he's been in. He's played on um, James Madison for his uh, for his college. Uh, and also he's um, Rondell Carter is a guy that's been associated with the Cowboys before. He's had a couple of off-field issues, which has led to him not playing too much, but he is only 23 years old, and because of that, uh, I think he has a lot of potential, like some of these other guys, and um, yeah, he came in as an undrafted free agent, and um, he's a guy that has a lot of great raw potential, he just needs to show it. Um, so yeah, six foot three. he offers good size, and uh, he's been in the league for two years, but hasn't really played too much and hasn't gained a lot of traction but he's a good guy that we can keep as a development piece so because of that I'll give this um I'll give this a C he's he's just a guy that we're going to keep to develop there's nothing more much more about it um yeah he's just one of those guys that maybe a couple years down the line will be useful for our team but for now he's really just um just as a backup, just one of those guys that's going to watch our starters kind of play, get a feel for the game, and then if needed, if injuries hit, he, he can definitely come in and uh, provide good size. So yeah, those are the guys that the Dallas Cowboys have picked up in free agency. Overall, um, uh, it wasn't a very productive free agency, apart from guys like Keanu Neal. And um, DeMonte Kazi, I think those are two of our biggest signings. And then obviously, Dak Prescott, but uh, that's, that's the guy that we just we retained, that we were expected to retain. Um, but yeah, Kazi and Keanu Neal were our headlines. Um, obviously, Cowboys fans and probably the organization itself would have hoped for some bigger names coming through. Some guys that could really be difference makers in terms of, uh, in terms of playing on the field. Just a, just a guy that could get picks for us or someone that could force fumbles, someone that could get tackles for loss, just those things that you really want on the football team. Uh, regardless, um, we may do with what we had in terms of money. 
um, when we struck out on the bigger free agents, we came in, we swooped in, and we picked up some pretty nice B-class guys. And because of that, I'll give this draft a B. Uh, this sorry, this free agency class a B flat. Um, overall, addressed our needs at safety for the most part. Addressed our needs at linebacker. Um, and actually, linebacker, I'd say we have a little bit more space for improvement. That's probably something that we're going to focus on in the draft. Uh, and then D-line is something that we focus on the biggest. We picked up some ends. We picked up, picked up some defensive tackles. And we have pretty good depth at, that, at those positions now. I think linebacker, we still need a couple more pieces behind um, uh, Jalen Smith, Leighton Van Der Esch, and Keanu Neal. Just because linebacker is a position that needs a lot of guys, a lot of guys coming in and out. And um, yes, yeah, so we're probably going to pick up a young guy for that. And then the biggest position is cornerback Jer Jordan Lewis signing. You know, that was a good signing for us. We retained a guy that is familiar with our scheme and fits into our team. But the problem is that we did not pick up an extra outside cornerback. Uh, right now we have Anthony Brown, but as a starter, I'm not as high on Anthony Brown as I am him coming off of the off the bench. I think Anthony Brown is one of those guys that's uh, really great when our starters need a breath. But um, as a starter, I don't, I'm not sure if he's someone that we can rely on too heavily. You know, former six-round pick and hasn't uh, shown amazing skills in the NFL. He has been a reliable backup. He's been uh, consistent, but we need one of those guys that can really lock down and really be a difference maker. And I'm pretty certain that's something that we're going to emphasize in the draft, especially with guys like Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn. Those are the two biggest names that I've heard associated with the Dallas Cowboys organization. And um, with our number 10 pick, I would definitely not be surprised to see us pick one of those guys. Personally, I'm high on Patrick Sertan. Sertan is a guy that was teammates with Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs is our top cornerback. He was teammates with Trayvon Diggs in Alabama, and both of them are about 6'1", 6'2", offer good size at the outside cornerback position, and I think getting them with having team chemistry together would be a really great thing. Like I said, it's great to have connections and bonds within, uh, like within your team, like such as Dan Quinn and Keanu Neal and DeMonte Kazi all coming from the Atlanta Falcons, all working together. Um, and one more guy that is still a free agent that I feel like could fill our need at the outside cornerback position is Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, six foot three, he's known for being one of the tall cornerbacks success stories in the league. You know, tall cornerbacks haven't really found too much success because they can't move their hips as fast, can't move their feet as fast. They're overall just slow. They have good length, but they've been slow. Richard Sherman is the opposite of that. He's shown that he can stick with wide receivers in his career. He played with uh, Dan Quinn when he was in the Legion of Boom in C in Seattle, and now he's a free agent. He might resign with the 49ers, but it's been a couple days past the free agency big period, and he still hasn't been signed by a team. I think Richard Sherman would be a really great pickup for our team, especially as a mentor to young guys like Trayvon Diggs, who's uh, coming into his sophomore year. Uh, Jordan Lewis, he's only 25, and then I'm sure even if we do pick up Richard Sherman, we're definitely going to get someone in the draft who's going to be a rookie, so having a guy like Richard Sherman come in and be a veteran leader and mentor for them, that's going to be a really great bonus for our team. 
but also as a player Richard Sherman offers a lot he can definitely slot in at the outside cornerback position as a starter he is old uh, he is older he's later in his career but he's he's still a guy that can hold his own on the football field for sure I mean he's been playing in the San Francisco 49ers defense as a starter and that's one of the premier defenses in the league for these past couple of years and um yeah just picking up a guy like Richard Sherman a guy that has great length and great size to him would be really great because then we can work on matchups based on size Trayvon Diggs picks up some outside guys that are quicker uh Richard Sherman picks up guys that are bigger and then Jordan Lewis you know picks up those guys in the slot and I think that would really benefit our our team especially our secondary and if we pick up a guy in the draft to kind of uh breed behind Richard Sherman and just you know develop behind those starting guys that we have I think we can have one of the better secondaries in the in the league and um that's just something that we really need considering last season the amount of passing touchdowns we gave up the amount of passing yards we gave up especially the quarterbacks that weren't that weren't as talented it makes sense you know to get dotted up by guys like Patrick Mahomes Josh Allen just those guys that are naturally naturally skilled quarterbacks but we were getting um we were getting scores run up on by every single team even you know guys in our own division our our division is known for not having the great quarterbacks but you know Daniel Jones played well against us uh Jalen Hurts Carson Wentz and uh, Alex Smith those are all guys that played pretty well against us and that's not something that we can really afford those divisional games are the biggest games that we need to win because that, that's going to really help us uh, obtain a tiebreaker if our records uh, match up which has happened in past years a couple of times you know nine and seven eight and eight those are popular records in terms of the NFC East division and to win those games against our divisional rivals would be really great as a confidence boost and also gaining the tiebreaker over them so yeah uh, there we have it I ran through some of our free agency signings overall I gave our free agency class a B because we, uh, we did the bare minimum, we picked up some guys. When we struck out on the big free agents, we picked up some guys that were that were uh, high potential guys. You know, some guys coming off of injury that we need to see how they pan out coming off of their injury. But if they if they translate back to their pre-injury form, I think this draft could be this free agency class could be even greater than a B. And I'll give it a B just because of some injury question marks and some positional question marks uh, such as linebacker, cornerback. But overall, I think we've um, solidified our offense fully and just need to address the defense in the draft in order to have a really great, strong roster. And it'll be interesting to see what our 53-man roster ends up as if we uh, end up keeping all the all the free agents that I talked about here and which uh, draftees we end up keeping, up keeping on the roster. So yeah, really excited to see our 53-man roster and really excited for this upcoming season. Uh, really quick, I'll give a season prediction. Not right now, I'm thinking that we go uh, ten and seven, and if we have a strong draft, I can definitely see eleven and six coming as a possibility. Ten and seven, just because of some rust, we have guys that haven't played in a while due to injuries and um, some new coaching and stuff like that, just to work out the kinks. The beginning of the season, we might be a bit rusty, might be a bit off, but then by the end of the season, we'll definitely pick up our game. And should be a team that makes the playoffs. Right now, I can definitely see us making the playoffs. And um, yeah, I'll be I'll be really excited to see what the Cowboys do with these new players that we picked up 
and how they're gonna how they're gonna slot into our team and how they're gonna affect the game. Really excited for the season, and there we go. That is my free agency recap of the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see y'all next time.